stressors till they really high. What a life. I've been seeing we could really die. He be looking good at pictures after we be crying. Make me think of how it feels to crucify Messiah. Yes, you are from Adam and even Elohim. David, sing a song for me like 51. I'm 23 and the one that I've been sent to be. Foreign language, what you're talking don't make sense to me. Heart beating, I've been praying for a steady one. Registration, I've been pinning as a ready one. I've been thinking that the last part's already called. And I've been thinking in the last days, the game ends. Then back to one. What a blessing. I know that you love me. You know, certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness today. And for each of you that are listening, those that are listening now, those that will be joining in later, well, thank you for tuning in to SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. I, I, Today is January 6th, 
2022 and a few years ago, uh, on, well, not a few years ago, but some years ago, the Lord blessed a young man to uh, come into my life. And so my little brother was born on this day. Happy birthday to him. And may the Lord bless with many more. Certainly we thank God for what he is doing in our lives and what he is doing and what he is going to do in our lives. And I hope you feel the same. I hope you walk in with the expectation of rejoicing in what God can and will do. You know, give God something to work with. Faith is something he can work with. And faith with works is even better. Uh, those, those are live. That's something that's alive when you have faith and works. Our Sunday morning worship begins at six. Excuse me. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We've been uh, talking about the book of Acts uh, on Thursday nights. Um, uh, not every Thursday night, but on Thursday nights. And we're actually coming down to the end of the book. However, I want you to know that the, the Acts of the Holy Ghost did not start in the book of Acts. Uh, it was not the second epistle of, of Luke, but it is a continuation of what God has been doing since the beginning of time. The intervention of, of the Spirit of God in our lives, um, starting from the fact that, or in the beginning where the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep. And we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And so we're going forward tonight in the 20, the end of the 26th chapter of the book of, of Acts. The 28th verse is just a simple uh, reading here um, where uh, King Agrippa said unto Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Man, you, you, what you said, your demeanor, your conviction, how you feel, how you have expressed it, your testimony, you, you, you've influenced me where I am almost persuaded to be a Christian. Now, Christian, uh, they were called Christians in Antioch. Uh, the Bible said, you know, um, that they were being made fun of. And so they were start talking about your Christ-like, uh, you know, from all that they had gathered and heard. Uh, even though we know from the beginning of time, from the origin of what God has called his people, and that is saints, believers. And so we find this instance here where they're, you persuaded me to almost be a Christian. Obviously, King Agrippa had heard of, of what Paul was preaching and exhorting and teaching uh, over the mere fact that uh, there had been echoes. And Paul even asked, he said, do you believe the prophets? So that you know the scripture, you know the word of God. And, and so Paul continues on, you know, to, uh, to exhort and to every place where he went, as we should all be doing, and that is exhorting and hopefully prayerfully, prayerfully uh, persuading 
with all that we can, all our demeanor to persuade someone to get saved becomes to sanctify their life. You know, this is a lifestyle. When we talk about Christianity, we're talking about a lifestyle. We're not talking about a word, not talking about a phrase, not talking about a cliche. We're talking about a lifestyle of sainthood. We're talking about a lifestyle of holiness. The Bible plainly says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And the Lord told uh, the children of Israel, the church in the wilderness, uh, those that he had, he said, listen, be holy for I am holy. Now, the term persuade or persuasion is the act or power of influential force. It is a state of being convinced by a deep belief, a form or a system of belief. And when we look into the word of God, there is enough influence, enough power, enough proof, form, and belief. And I wrote down form to believe, but I really know that there is form and belief. I view them personally as something separate because God is able to manifest himself unto each of us uh, so that we will there is proof uh, in the book of acts the first chapter the lord the bible said that the lord spent 40 days uh um with the disciples proving showing infallible proofs and so they didn't walk around wondering but they had proof just like uh thomas thomas had proof and, you know, people want to talk about Thomas and they even gave him a name called Downing Thomas. He asked a legitimate question, just like you ask questions from time to time about about uh, God showing up or, or the word of God coming to pass or something that may have been spoken into your life or maybe you dreamed a dream. You know, you ask about the, the prayer that you have given. You ask for proof sometime. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so uh, the, the Bible says that to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion with by many fallible proofs uh, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And he being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the father, which saith, ye have heard of me speaking about the Holy Ghost. That, you know, we ought to spend time uh, in prayer and asking God to fill us with the Holy Ghost. It's not something that is taught to you. It's not something that uh, someone can just uh, take you in a room and you come out and you're speaking. No, 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 no. It's, it is a gift of God. It is to be received by God, uh, from God. And so something that you wait for, something you ask God for, and just like with other gifts, you receive it with joy. Paul had been uh, talked about. Paul had been in prison. He had uh, there. They, there was some that even took an oath that they, we're gonna we're not gonna eat or do anything until we kill him. And but Paul was convinced of Christ being his hope. You know, so that's why I, I can say tonight, and I hope you are saying the same thing as Paul said. Uh, he didn't use these exact words, but. I'm fully persuaded. 
Now, Apollos, excuse me, King Agrippa said, you almost persuaded me, but Paul is fully persuaded. He's fully persuaded. Are you fully persuaded? Are you convinced God is? Are you convinced his word is true? Are you convinced that he is your hope? Now, many made resolution for the new year. Some uh, did it out of habit. Others, it was a cliche of things, you know. Uh, I believe there are many vows and, and that, that was made in the previous years, promises and goals that were set that have not been fulfilled. And so I'm not a person to make, create resolutions or anything like that, because after you've made so many and you haven't did any, then all it is is words. I'll put it that way. It become a bunch of words. It would be appropriate to complete the things uh, that you need to complete that you already set as goals, that you already have uh, voiced of, of, of a desire. It would be appropriate to complete those things before taking on any other new tasks. And one of those things that we need to make sure that we fulfill is our faithfulness unto God. But we need to make sure that we're faithful to him. You know, that's something that all of us can do. Uh, we, uh, you know, Lord, I, I'm going to be faithful if you do this. No, don't even make those kind of promises. Don't, don't do that. Just be faithful. Just be willing and obedient unto God. Just, just follow after him with your whole heart. That's what the Lord asked us to do. Uh, he asked us to, to, to follow after him wholeheartedly. Love the Lord thy God. Hear, O Israel, love the Lord thy God. Uh, you know, the Lord thy God is one. Love him with your whole heart. Love him with all your mind, your soul. Love the Lord with everything, all your might, your strength, everything that's within you. Everything that is within us is how we're supposed to love the Lord. Can you say that? That you love him in that way? Now, Deuteronomy 30, and I'm, I'm going to uh, start reading about the 15th verse. It says, it says, see, I have set before thee this day the good and death and evil. And that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God and to walk in his ways and his and his commandments and his statutes and judgment that thou mayest live and multiply. And so see, woven within the word of God is already uh, a lifestyle um, that will bless your soul. That will um, bring you up to a certain level of being in which God is calling for. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whithersoever thou goest to possess it. So do we love him that way that he just shows up and does for us? The only way you're going to love God that way is if you're fully persuaded. If you're fully persuaded, your heart won't turn away. If you're fully persuaded, you'll hear what he has to say. If you're fully persuaded, you won't be drawn away to worship other gods and to serve them. If you're fully persuaded, you're not going to perish. You're going to prolong your days. You're fully persuaded. You're going to possess some of the things, if not all the things, as long as you're fully persuaded that God has promised you. You know, some things we ask for, we ask out of, because we we look around, we see other people with it, and I want that too. But then there are times that we realize that, you know what, I really don't have a need for that. I remember a testimony of a young man who said that he he saw a car, he, he wanted a certain model, he liked it, and 
you know, and he wanted a certain engine in it and all of this stuff. And he said that the Lord spoke to him and said, why do you need that? And he heard it and he listened to what was being said and he left it alone. Well, by him leaving it alone, someone else bought that car. Uh, it didn't have the engine he wanted. It had a smaller engine. It, it had all the other commodities that he wanted in the car. They bought it and gave it to him as a gift. So had he went out and did what he wanted, he would have incurred a debt and he would have missed out on the blessing as well as the person that gave it to them, the blessing that they received, he would have cut that off. But because he listened and left it alone, he received a, a, a blessing that he didn't have to pay for. He tithed on it, but he didn't have to pay for it because it was a blessing. It was an increase for him that was given to him. You know, so uh, are you fully persuaded to hear whatever God has to say? The, the 20th verse in that same 30th chapter said that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, cleave unto him. I'm fully persuaded I'm going to cleave unto him. For he is my, is thy life. That's important to note that God is your life. And, and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto uh, thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. Not only to them, but what promises did God make to your grandparents or ancestors that was praying for you that you're not even aware of? You know, some of us are, are blessed today because it was is by the prayers of our ancestors, our grandmothers, our grandfathers, our great great grandparents that had prayed for us, and that prayer have traveled down through generations, and and it found its way to us. It already knew where we were, and here we are today, blessed and doing well because somebody prayed for us. You know, there's a song we used to sing: "Someone prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time to pray for me. I'm so glad they prayed." I'm so glad they prayed, you know, uh, and so I'm glad that someone and I know some people that was praying for me and I am grateful unto them that they prayed for me. And when they fell into trouble, I was able to pray for them, you know, but after you pray for others and the Lord deliver them, it's up to you to be fully persuaded. It's up to you to hear what is being said by the word of God and live a fully persuaded life. Romans 8, 31, 33, 39 says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is God that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ. And many people like to quote this, who, that, that, uh, who shall separate me from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are no more, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us through Christ. How's that? For I am persuaded, here it is, I am persuaded. It is through the, the persuasion that we are, that we receive the protection. 
it is through the persuasion, uh, being fully persuaded. Fully persuaded makes a big difference than partial persuasion. And so being persuaded uh, and knowing what God has done, it keeps us in tribulation. It keeps us in distress, famine, nakedness, apparel, and when even when the sword is being presented. And so for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Now this is a very powerful statement that Paul is making about being fully persuaded. I am persuaded that death death even in death now, it's important to note that if you are not obedient in life, you're not going to be obedient in death. So you're going to have to be fully persuaded to be obedient even in life. That's why it's so important to walk in a spirit of excellence. That's why it's so important to walk with a different spirit compared to what others are making excuses and, you know, and coming up with different things of why they are not fully persuaded. Neither life, no matter how big, you know, what's that saying? Uh, go big or go home, no matter how big I become, I'm not going to let that persuade me. Nor angel. Now that, that's a serious statement. I'm not going to let what angels would he be talking about? Well, Paul made a statement and uh, I believe it's in Galatians. You can look it up for yourself. But he said, uh, if an angel come from heaven preaching another gospel than that which we have delivered, let him be accursed. There's no other gospel to be delivered unto anyone except the salvation of Jesus that Jesus has brought for us. So nor angel. So th that would have to be a fallen angel, not an angel that is obeying God, but a, a, a fallen angel, nor principalities, nor power. So any type of administration, whether spiritual or natural power or present or things to come. Don't be persuaded by what is in front of your eyes and don't be persuaded uh, by anything that is to come. Don't let anything capture your attention in such a way that it draw you out of or draw you away from God. I don't, it doesn't matter how they look. It doesn't matter how you might feel. Well, I feel alone and I need some attention. Listen, the attention that you're looking for, uh, you don't need it to pull you out of the will of God. Now, Paul could say this because uh, he had some experience now. And you also, in your experience, can look back over life and look at where you are right now and say the same thing because you're persuaded. We will say and we will live the same life. The 30, uh, that 33rd verse said, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Now, with any situation that comes your way, you have a right to ask who, who is doing this? You have a right. Now, when you ask who, do not look at the physical person that's in front of you, by you, or on the phone, have text you, email you. Do not look at that individual. You need to know the spirit that is behind what is being done, the influence. They're persuaded to do something uh, and to create a situation. But you need to remain, we need to remain fully persuaded in our, in our hope of God. Now, 
you have a right to thoroughly examine the matter as you should and to know by what authority is it being done. Now, Job went through something and he was fully persuaded. Job was fully persuaded. And he, as he went through what he was dealing with, you know, um, he did not change his demeanor. He didn't change his characteristic. He did not stray from that which he had learned of God. He didn't change his, uh, his mannerism. He didn't, hey, he knew the authority at the end of the day, who would have the upper hand, who would have the authority, and that would be God. So no matter uh, what happens, God has the authority. And so whatever comes our way, whatever situation we have to deal with, we, we cannot forget that the authority has to come from God. We don't deal with situations without knowing that it's God who gave permit. Now, there's a difference in you taking matters into your own hand and doing something and causing a situation to occur. If you cause the situation to occur, then that is not of God. Uh, you were persuaded by something else, and now you have to deal with the consequences of your behavior. The 34th verse says, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen. Again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Now, you, you need to ask who? Who is making the accusation? Who have, You have a right to know. Because uh, Christ became sin for all of us. 2 Corinthians 5, 17-20 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, now you in Christ, you're fully persuaded, you're in Christ, you're fully persuaded, you're in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new and all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God is was in Christ Jesus in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their transgressions. Now, transgression is something mean that you already knew what was right and you already knew what was wrong. Uh, and so uh, not imputing, not holding your transgressions over you have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now, then we are ambassadors for Christ. I'm fully persuaded. I am what you're fully persuaded. You're what an ambassador for Christ. As though God beseeched you by us, you are brought forth out of the ministry that God has given. We pray you in Christ instead that you be reconciled to God. When you're fully persuaded, you'll be reconciled. You'll live that lifestyle that God is calling for. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Who shall separate us? Good question. Who's going to separate us from the love of Christ? Now, that's not an oxymoron. You know, a figure of speech which contradicts anything because uh, there are those that walk around and say, well, you know, you can't separate me from the love of God. Listen, you better check yourself. Now, Paul said tribulation cannot. Distress will not. Persecution did not. Hunger, nakedness, threat or death does doesn't have the impact on those that are fully persuaded. Not to to disrupt your belief in God. 
not to cause you to be unsafe. Now, you own your own issues that are not being dealt with. You know, all of us have some issues, but you got to start dealing with these issues that you might, that you know about. Uh, those issues, if they start persuading you, if they're used against you, it will separate you from the presence of God. That uh, sin is a uh, brings about death, and death is another term for separation. That that's what separation is. Uh, death. Anything, anyone that is not in the presence of God is dead. Anything that is not saved, or anyone that is not does not obtain salvation, is separated from God. That is death. It's a separating factor. And so uh, John writes to us, and I love the writing of John. I love listening to John nightly before I go to bed, or actually when I lay down in bed, I, I usually have this passage on. He said, my little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. Be fully persuaded. You can resist. You don't have to sin because sin is is not anyone tempting you. It's something that's within you in your the members of your flesh that needs to be dealt with. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the perpetuation for our sins and not for yours only, but also for the sins of the world. He, 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 the sins of the world. But it's a whosoever will, let him come. Whoever is persuaded. You know, we, we want to take some time. We're going to take time out in 2022 and do our best to persuade others, those that have left the church, whichever church they were attending. Uh, you know, you need to go back to the church. You need to be faithful unto God. And maybe you have an online service. You, you need to join into that online service, be a participant. You know, if you're if the doors are open and, you know, whatever the guidelines are, you know, follow the guidelines with safety, you know, but be faithful unto God and support, you know, the work of the Lord. We need to make sure that we are fully persuaded instead of being partially persuaded, instead of being none persuaded. Let's be fully persuaded. Uh, the word of God says, as it is written, for thy sake, we're killed all day long and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. This is what Paul was saying, you know, because I'm fully persuaded. I'm suffering and dealing with some things and, and not just him, but others. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that have loved us. For I am, is that your testimony? And will that be your testimony? I am persuaded. I'm persuaded. You know, the other day I was starting to deal with something mentally and I, and I looked back at the word of God and realized that, you know, the Bible said all things work together for the good of them that love him. I'm persuaded about that. And therefore, it changed my thought pattern. You need to allow the word of God to change your thought pattern. And abide according to what God has to say. Now, uh, King Agrippa's, uh, the question was asked, believe thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. This is Paul making a statement. I know you know the word of God. Now I'm telling you, I know that you that that are listening, those that that you know the word of God. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, "Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian." And Paul said, "I would to God, I hope, my prayer, 
my mind and my desire uh, unto the Lord is that not only you, but also all that hear me this day, everyone that is hearing the word of God, those that are listening now, those that will tune in later uh, on this day that that you don't that you don't take a partial stand. Uh, that you don't take a third of a stand, but you take a full stand that you are fully persuaded. As I am fully persuaded. The only thing that that Paul desired is, is, is that you don't that you're not handcuffed except for the bonds that I'm experiencing, except for the arrests that have been made, except for the imprisonment that I've had to uh, dealing with right now, I am persuaded. And I hope that you would be persuaded as well, fully persuaded. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Hope to see you in service with us. Until then, I pray that you are fully persuaded. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word, Lord, the short exhortation. We pray and ask, Lord God, that you would help us, Lord, to walk according to your word. Help us, Lord God, to live this life, Lord God. You, you told Peter and John to tell the people about this life. Lord God, help us to live the lifestyle that you have called us into that has been presented before us. Lord God, we thank you. We'll give you praise, Lord, not just verbally with our mouth, but by the lives that we live. Lord God, we thank you. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Remember the songs featured are respectively the property of the songsters and the artists and producers. Uh, God bless you. Have a wonderful uh, continuance of the day or evening, whichever is that you're in. But be fully persuaded. Amen.
All right, let's be fully persuaded and satisfied with the Lord. God bless you. Be back on Sunday morning. The Lord say the same in the book of Revelation, where we have, uh, we'll be exhorting the word of God and thoroughly teaching uh, the message from there. And I'm telling you, it is a book of blessings. God bless you. Love you. Pray for somebody. Let somebody know it's good to be me.